gentlemen, welcome to another exciting edition of Monday Motivation. This is Rabbi Garfinkel, live here from Warsaw, Poland. Yes, you heard it, and we are pumped for a very exciting Monday Motivation Message from Warsaw. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. This is a very exciting week for us in Project 613. And the question is, how in the world did we get to Poland of all places? All right, podcast is going to go like this this week. I want to tell you a little bit about the story of how we got to Poland, which I think there's some very inspirational moments in that. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit about what we're going to be doing this trip and wrap it up. Okay, is that, a, is that a deal? All right, so here we go. So how in the world did we get to Poland? Well, as some of you might know, we were planning on going to Morocco. Now, Morocco is tantalizing. It's exciting. For whatever reason, I'm not sure. Uh, this generation has not even heard of the movie Casablanca, and if they did, I don't know. But for whatever reason, Morocco is tantalizingly attractive to go to. And in fact, we had a wait list of people who wanted to get on this trip. We, we picked the top creme de la creme, 15 Jewish young professors from Chicago, and literally ready to go. Now, this trip uh, was green-lighted. Everything was fine. There were no issues of COVID. Working on this trip for, I don't know, at least six months, if not more. But then things started changing. Um, England, uh, all of us were routing our flights through England. So uh, that was a problem because (laughs) Morocco put England on their red list. So no fly zone. All right. So what should we do? Should we wait? Should we wait? No, we can't wait. So we scrapped those tickets and then we booked through Turkish Airlines. So we're going to go from Chicago all the way east to Istanbul and then back to Marrakesh to start the trip. Fine. Okay. We got it. So we could get in the country. But then... Then something happened. We're going to spend Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Thursday night. We were going to take a ferry across the Straits of Gibraltar from North Africa, literally to Southern Europe, to Spain, and then head over to Gibraltar. A very 30-minute ferry ride. Everything was great. No problem. But what happened? The uh, Spanish government and the Moroccan government got in some sort of fight. To this day, I don't know what the fight was. And no ferries. No ferries. So we found eventually a way to get into the country, but that we couldn't find a way to get out of the country. So then we pivoted again. Then we're going to say, instead of a Thursday night ferry, we're going to do a Friday morning flight. Now it's going to cost more, but okay, we got to make this happen. So we're going to be flying Friday to... From um, from Tangiers to Malaga, Spain, and then take a longer bus ride. But it's gonna be fine. We're gonna be a whole day of touring in Gibraltar with the monkeys and the caves and all sorts of exciting stuff. And then Shabbos in the very exciting uh, community of Gibraltar, which is just an unbelievable community. I recommend, please, everyone, you gotta go visit Gibraltar. Unbelievable, unbelievable, incredible, incredible place. Okay, everything was finally set after months of back and forth, literally in place. And then Omicron hits. Omicron hits. South Africa. No, it's okay. South Africa, North Africa. But we saw the march slowly, but actually pretty quickly, all the countries shutting down. 
and Morocco puts a ban on. Now we're waiting. There's still maybe some hope because it was only to the mid-December. And then, boom, right when we had solidified our plans, it died. It died literally six to eight months. I, I don't even know how much. Time, work, effort, nonstop, marketing, recruiting, interviewing, selecting the creme de la creme of Jewish young professionals in Chicago to go to this Morocco trip and, and, and finally getting all the pieces of the puzzle in place and feeling the blessing that this is going to happen. And then, boom, it died up in a puff of smoke, the Morocco trip. Now, God willing, we'll do it one day, but it was over. Now, and, and by the way, we did an entire course. The young professionals, as part of their scholarship to go to Morocco for a subsidized trip, had to come to classes and do a full Shambas. And, and people were investing tons of time in this effort. And then it was all up in a puff of smoke. So what happened? We had a few choices. We could wallow in self-pity or we could pivot. And the, the opportunity came up. I wasn't initially on board myself with it, but the, uh, but the suggestion came up that there's already a wonderful young Jewish professional group from Florida who is going to, drumroll please, Poland. Yes, they're going to Poland. And I'm thinking like, who in the world of our group would want to go from tantalizing fun in the sun of Morocco to, drumroll please, bitter, cold, freezing, and potentially depressing Poland and a Holocaust trip? And guess what? We had six of our participants pivot. They pivoted. They said, you know what? It wasn't the initial experience that we wanted, but we're going to have it. And we're going to make lemonade out of the lemons. And we're going to deal with it. And we're not going to sit and wallow and be depressed because our plans didn't go the way we wanted. And I blocked the time off. And it wasn't necessarily the trip that I had signed up for. But you know what? We're going to pivot. And they did. Now, this is not to say anything bad about the other nine who did not decided to join. Several of them had already done Poland and others had different reasons and it's fine and everyone had, but, but it is unbelievable. And the six people, they literally with smiles on their faces are going and we're here now. And finally we did all the COVID testing, everything, and they made it. And I think there's a deep lesson in this. And many times in life, we get thrown curveballs and we work and we wait for something so much and we can't wait for it to happen. And it goes up in a puff of smoke. How do we react? The Almighty sends us challenges all the time. It's up to us how to react to them. In fact, I was telling my students tonight, there's a very famous Gemara, a piece of Talmud that says, HaKol Bidei Shemaim Chutz Miyirah Shemaim. And I'll translate, everything is in the hands of heaven except the fear, the awe, the reverence of heaven. Now, what does that mean? It means that if the weather's going to be hot or cold, if the stock market's going to go up or down, if you're going to meet the person you're supposed to meet or not, it, everything in your life is determined that happens to you. But there's one thing that Hashem does not control that is totally exclusively under our control. It's how we react to it. Hashem is the ultimate divine pitcher throwing us pitches, fastballs, curveballs, spitballs, knuckleballs, sinkers, sliders, off-speed pitches, blazing hot pitches. And it's up to us how to swing the bat. And it's up to us to stay at the plate and not go back to the dugout and wallow before we even swing the bat. 
And I have to tell you, I am so inspired by this amazing group of Jewish young professionals who is here and we were landed in Warsaw, had a great day today, and the group from Florida, Yehudi, who, for whom we have tremendous hakar uh, of gratitude, has let us join their trip. It's going to be really, really awesome. Okay, so that's lesson number one. God is the picture of divine circumstances, and we control only one thing, not what we get served in life, but how we react to what is served to us. All right, and now I want to tell you just a little bit about what's upcoming on the trip. So Warsaw is a fascinating city. Um, tons, tons of uh, of Jewish remnants that, that are still around. We are going to be going, uh, we actually, tonight we went to the Nozick I'm probably butchering that, Nozick, Nozick, Nozick Synagogue. It was literally the only synagogue out of 400 in pre-war, pre-World War II, the only one that is still standing. We got a picture in front of it. By the way, we're also, I'm also sharing this trip on LinkedIn and uh, on Facebook, so you can follow over there. And if you check WhatsApp statuses as well, I'm posting in those three locations, you can follow our trip. And it was so powerful standing tonight in, in the middle of the freezing cold Warsaw evening, standing in front of the one synagogue that remained. And that really, I think, is a symbolic message that that yes, no matter how much they tried to destroy the Jewish people, we are standing strong. We are there by that synagogue. Uh, tomorrow we are going to go to a fascinating place um, called Myla 18. It was the ground zero. It was the headquarters of the Warsaw Uprising. A very fascinating um, ethical dilemma. Do you rebel against the Nazis and guarantee that the ghetto be liquidated? Do you go down fighting or do you wait and let the events take their place and maybe, maybe more will survive? It is a fascinating debate. I'm not going to pretend to answer that at this point, but it's something very powerful to think about. What is the proper human effort at that point? Take down as many Nazis as you can but guarantee a swifter end to the ghetto or maybe, maybe, just maybe wait it out and don't push the hand. I would not want to be in that situation. Also, we are going to one of the largest Jewish cemeteries in the world with over 200,000 graves that uh, that are marked there. And it is a very, very powerful place. Um, two of the greatest rabbis, um, a, the Nitziv, Rev. Natali Tzvi Yehuda Berlin, the Nitziv, is buried next to his very famous grandson-in-law, the Rev. Rabbi Brisk, Rev. Chaim, the Brisk Rev. Chaim Soloveitchik, and Hasidic rabbis and Lithuanian rabbis, and it, it will be a very powerful, powerful uh, experience. There's also a beautiful museum, in, a Jewish museum in Poland. Poland itself is grappling with issues. I don't know if any of you have heard recently, there's been a fight between Poland and Israel about Poland wants to shirk any responsibility for the Holocaust and just blame it all on Germany. And yet, unfortunately, uh, the case is not so clear. In fact, uh, if Poland really, really, the Poles wanted to stop the Holocaust, they could have done a lot more than they did. And yet, nevertheless, there were very many uh, righteous Poles who did save Jews. And that is one of the places we're also going to go tomorrow is to a monastery where we're going to, God willing, meet the daughter of a um, 
one of the people who worked at the monastery um, who basically saved Jews during the World War II. Okay, so we are headed for a very fascinating trip. Uh, the trip is about inspiration. It's about life. It's about um, not about depression. We are not getting depressed here. We're going to be motivated and inspired to be so proud to be Jewish that why did the world want to destroy us? Why? Is because we have something special. What is it so special that Europe wanted to destroy us and the rest of the world didn't listen to our cries? That is what we're going to be investigating. We know the answer. We know what makes us special. But that's what we're going to be investigating the rest of this week. So God bless. Have an amazing week. This will be inspiring. Please follow us. You can WhatsApp message me. I'd be happy. If you have any questions, I'll be posting. Can't wait for a fantastic trip. And we will be back with you next week for another exciting edition of Monday Motivation. This is Rabbi Garfinkel signing off from a hotel room in Warsaw. Bye, let's hope. God bless. God bless.